Welcome. Man. Welcome to the unnamed afternoon show. I know. It's just uh, to be named later afternoon show, right? TBD. 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 Funny. Welcome to TBD yeah. on WEEI, Megan Adelini. Christian? Oh, yay. How you doing? I'm doing excellent, Mego. Christian? How you doing? <laughs> I'm doing great. I'm doing excellent, Mego. I'm doing excellent, Mego. This is your song. You know what? Oh, this, this was, is, this is probably song. my favorite Christmas song. Uh, and every time I hear it, like, you try to find this song. I don't even think you can buy this song on, like, iTunes. I don't think you can purchase it and download it. See if you can do it. I don't know. I've tried, like, Why for years. You? I feel like it's blocked for some reason. Even even if you buy, if you go, they have the the uh, the Christmas Vacation, you know, uh, album on there. Yeah. You know? But this song is always missing. Really? It's always missing for huh. some reason. It's a great song. Or is it this one? Or is it the, oh, no, it's the Ray Charles one. Sorry. Oh. It's the Ray Charles one. The one where he's sitting up in the attic. Yeah, he looks outside and he's looking, watching the old movies. Yeah, and then he falls through the the, the attic door. What's, that one's not available. This one is. What's your top scene from that movie? Off the dome. What's your top oh, scene? Oh, easily like the you know, hey, look, the seam goes all the way up to the hip. <laughs> <laughs> look, no, what does what does she say? Like no seam, no panty line. <laughs> he's like, right, Russ, and Russ is like, right, Dad. <laughs> That's easily my favorite scene. Arcan. Uh, no, son, we're gonna put it in the. Put it in the living room. <laughs> That's my favorite line. See, I like the neighbors. The neighbors uh, is my favorite. I Elaine. don't. I don't know. <laughs> Why is the floor all wet? <laughs> I've I've seen. A, there's been a, a Mariah Carey had a Christmas special on last night. That sounds dis- like just it, it, it was a disaster. She she forced her kids into her special. You know, she's got those twins with uh, what's his face, the guy that has 500 kids. Mark Anthony. No, no, Mariah Carey. Oh, Nick J-Lo, Cannon. J-Lo no, no, Nick Mark Cannon. Anthony's kids? Yeah, J Lo okay. and Mark Cannon, and up. it's uh, Mariah Carey and Nick Cannon. So it was like this whole Christmas special, whatever. And she's singing all her songs, and she's like one of those parents that force fed her kids into the special. So like her son was doing these stupid, stupid cameos where it's he didn't even Brady say Bunch anything. Special. Oh, it's the Brady Bunch special was awesome. <laughs> this one was horrendous. And then they have her daughter out there, and I guess they want her to be able to sing. She can't. So it was obviously, it was like lip synced. The whole, her whole singing was lip synced. Uh, you know, but. What it, channel was this on? This was CBS. This yeah. was CBS. And then uh, 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 Dupree, what's his name? I can't remember any of these guys' names. Jermaine? Jermaine Dupree came out. Jermaine and he just came Dupree out, was involved? He just came out. So listen to this. <laughs> talking about Mariah so, Carey? Yes, yeah, Jermaine yeah, yeah. Dupree came by. out. Jermaine Dupree came out in a gold suit, didn't sing, just walked around the stage. He didn't do like money anything. <laughs> he didn't do anything. He didn't do anything. What? And she was like, oh, I love you. I love you, JD. I love you. And then sure enough, Slick Rick came out. Wow. Stop. Slick Rick came out. Well, I met Slick Rick. Do you know who Slick Rick is? You don't know who Slick Rick is. I know he's like a 90s Not a chance. guy. He's more like 80s. an 80s guy. Like 91. No, he's in 80s. Oh, Lottie uh, Dottie, uh, we uh, like Children's Story. Children's Story is probably what songs. he's most famous for. Mm-hmm. But yeah. when he came out, you know, Slick Rick always had this gold tooth and he had like an eye patch. And uh, I don't think he had any Christmas songs. What is this? Yes. Oh, it's me and Slick Rick. Holy cow. <laughs> Which one are. Wait, you got to put this up on Twitch. Yeah, right, look at this. This is. who? What jersey are you? You're in a Cleveland Browns jersey? That's it. Andre Rising Cleveland Browns jersey. That's, <laughs> Holy crap. That's me next to Slick Rick. Yeah. Arcane, how oh my old are you? Gosh, that is uh, 20, maybe 19, 20. Yeah. yeah. So, Slick Rick, you've never. I know you didn't know. You don't, no. There's no chance you know. But he's not a Christmas guy. Like, he just came out on stage dressed up in, like, red and just was like, yeah, yeah. And Jermaine Dupree was just going, mm hmm, yeah. And that was it. 
Was and then Jermaine, they all left the stage. Was Jermaine being like a hype man? No, he wasn't. In the even, background with a how, microphone? How are you going like to be Flava a hype Flav. man like for, <laughs> for Mariah <laughs> Carey? Yeah, Christmas, y'all. Hey, get those presents. What are you going to do? All I want. All I want. All I want. Christmas. All I want. All I want. All I want. Yeah, so that no, was my... All that I want for Christmas is you. Well, that, well, yeah, me. that's, and I know, but again, you're talking about Jermaine Dupree doing a, a, being a hype man for Mariah Carey. And let me just say that it was, she's got like four, I mean, you talk about Christmas albums, she's probably got the best one out of all of she them. She is the best single of all time. You guys aren't addressing her by her proper title, by the way. What's it that? is the Queen of Christmas, Mariah Carey. Oh, yeah. Because I heard that 900 times during the Macy's Day Parade as she sat in the middle of the street and lip-synced for 10 minutes. Oh, my really? God. Queen that of is Christmas. my favorite. I, I hardly ever watch the Macy's Day Parade, but whenever she gets up there and you try to discern between, like, level 1 and 10 how many vodka drinks she had that morning. <laughs> well, it was early. <laughs> and she's, like, swaying One or two on the mimosas, float, baby. lip-syncing, <laughs> all, like, bloated with the, like, hair. Oh, she's definitely just, like, bloated. like, puffing out everywhere and <laughs> singing the song that, you know, once November 1st hit, she's like, God damn it. <laughs> well, she, Here it comes. Wait, is she, is she a self-described queen of Christmas? Is that, does she just give herself well, that title? Ho, ho, uh, what's her name? Who Hoda, else is going to give it Hoda Kotby has said that probably nine times. This is the queen of Christmas, Mariah Carey. Uh, By the way, okay. I do, I have found audio. Uh, good friends at CBS. How beautiful was it to see Mariah Carey get to share the stage with her daughter, Monroe? And this is what it sounds like. What is she saying? This, how old is this? This one? is a this silent person. night. How how old is She's this at least a twelve. Oh, no, 12. no, no, no. This is Mariah. Oh yeah, this is the, oh, this, this, her. this is the kid. This whispering this is the kid. Oh, this oh this is all lip synced. This is auto tuned to death. Right? Yeah. She sounds like she has to breathe before every word she says. She does. How intimidating would it be to sing with Mariah Carey, even if she's your mom? I can do it. You're like, you know what? I right, listen. Don't worry about. It. I'm gonna dumb it down for you. I'm gonna miss a couple of high notes and uh, I'm gonna let you shine. Like it's like, hey, uh, I mean, like, I don't know what the comparison would be. Like, hey, uh, you like you're gonna be on the same team with LeBron James? Like if you're a son. Yeah, Bronny and yeah, LeBron. Yeah, Bronny. that's what he's sticking around for. Yeah, it's the only reason why he's gonna <laughs> stick around because they suck right now. He might have to wait for a younger one. No, uh, the younger Bronny. Yeah, like mm. I, whoever's after Bronny, because I don't think Bronny's even like a top. Bronny's not even good. Point. He's fine. He's like, like he's a three-star. Exactly. Uh, he's not a, I guess, yeah. So three-star is whatever. It's fine. I yeah. mean, it's not It's not, not going to the NBA. Well, not yet. He's not going to He's not gonna do the whole one-and-done type thing when he goes to college for one year. I mean, that would be great if he, like, actually had to redshirt and they forced him to play. Shaq's son went to Arizona, I think, and I'd never heard of him again once, uh, once he left high school. I thought he went school. to UCLA. Shaq's Sh- son? Sharif O'Neal? I thought he went to Arizona, and then maybe right. he left Arizona, and then he went to UCLA. We're not getting any of our facts right today. No, we're not. No. That's it's all fine. right. <laughs> you know what? It's hol- It's Christmas week. Yeah. It's a holiday week. Happy Hanukkah to our friends out there. And uh, we're just a couple days away from Christmas, so this show's probably going to be a little all over the place, but we do. We are going to be focused We have Celtics to talk, and we have a ton of Patriots to get to, so... I think we should start out with Bill Belichick. Bill talked to the media at 11 a.m. today, down at Gillette. I want to, before we get to the really meaty part of this, I do want to get a check-in on what the team has been up to. So I think it was Andrew Callahan who asked what the what the, what it's been like being around the team the last two days after that absolute catastrophe on Sunday. Bill, I know you haven't practiced this week, but what have you seen from your team in the two days that they have been in the building this week? What have I seen from 
Immediately not. talked about the game on Monday. We're moved on to Cincinnati, and we're working on Cincinnati today. They came in, they ate breakfast, and they saw me eat breakfast. All <laughs> in the meeting room. They all went their individual meetings. <coughs> Take a break, they go to the bathroom, drug testing, come back in, go to the next meeting. I don't know what you're talking about. Is there a good breakfast spread? Yeah. Damn right. <laughs> 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 See, this is this is the kind of this is kind of what I've been talking about with the players that drive me nuts. What have you seen of your players? Not literally. What have you seen? Do you have to like really spell it out and really draw it up so he knows exactly, so he doesn't kind of make you look stupid? And so, listen, how would you ask that? Well, no. First of all, it's, it's, it, 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 listen. It's the, it's fine the way he right, asked it. It's idea. totally messed I up. I saw them eat breakfast. Came in, they ate breakfast, and I saw them eat breakfast. What have you seen of your team? Well, one of the guys had this real goofy hat on, and uh, oh, yeah, and the other guy, you know, Trent Brown came in with a really small T-shirt. Everybody had a quick laugh out of that. <laughs> I mean, like, he was actually trying, which was even more funny. Jelani Tavai keeps running around tickling people. They're yeah, really that is it. what I've seen. So, to me, it's – and this is kind of where the state of the, the entire organization, I think this, Arcan is like another example for me – when I look at the post-game comments, when I look at, you know, pre-game comments and middle-of-the-week comments, it's like, when you're good, do whatever you want. Like, do do yeah. whatever you want. Be silly, be a Be prick. a jerk, be condescending, avoid all the questions, be a smartass, be passive-aggressive. But when you are just struggling and you look like crap and everybody's, like, realize that you're just, the whole team is a fraud and everything you say is bullcrap... Like you really, I feel like you should try harder to make more friends. I that's that's my opinion. You think he's making friends at seventy? You think that's you think that's part of like what he's I trying? Don't know. I'm forty. I don't you mean no. I don't make any new friends. I mean, at what I'm 40 point? Years old. I mean, at what point in time does Callan say, you know, what, I don't think it's funny. I see, why can't you just answer the freaking question? Take well, a break. Answer. Go to the bathroom. Joe testing. But I answered the question. Well, you didn't really did. Well, I asked the question. I answered the question you asked. Okay, let me rephrase it. You know, and your question is, well, how would you rephrase it? I don't really know. Like, is your have you seen your team down in the dumps with their heads down? Mm -hmm. Are they have they have they lost trust in you? Are they starting to question your coaching? Do they think you're you're full of crap? Has the word gaslighting ever come up? (laughs) Has it come up once? Here we go. We're 11 minutes into the show. We have our told you I fit it in every day. I'm not. Listen, do you feel? Am I out of? Am I out of line? No, No, I don't think you are. I, I think you're on the right track. Look, I'm not going to tell anybody how to ask questions or how to do their job unless it's like Jenna Lane from ESPN chasing somebody down in the locker room and then posting it on Twitter. But I will say that, yeah, you want to ask an open-ended question, but it's probably something more along the lines of, like, what's the mood of the team the last couple Just days? talk about that. You know? Something, know, something so, so, like that. Because so that's because, what you're asking, Because right? Callahan, who's really good at his I job. I think it might have been somebody o- else at the beginning, and Callahan came in with the, what about the breakfast spread? Oh, okay. Well, yeah. either way, whoever it was, maybe it wasn't Callahan, because I, I thought it was his I voice. just don't want to misattribute it if we're going to rip fine. apart the questions. The reporters. <laughs> the reporters. The question is, so like, you know, we all know what's going on here. So instead of helping this guy out, he answers it literally. Yeah. What have you seen? Well, uh, it's sunny outside. It's about. I mean, come on. Come on. He was being an a-hole. He was being an a-hole. I used to do that to us yeah. every single time we interviewed him. And it got to the point where we were like, we had to be we had to be real specific and like almost write it out so he doesn't do that to us when we would ask a question. Right. And then as he was answering, we were like, All right, well, you know what? I mean, what are we doing? <laughs> to you hell know? with it. I was like uh, this is why all the coaches on the Bill Belichick coaching tree all suck. 
because they act like this, yeah. and they suck, and their team sucks. Mm-hmm. And so they go there, and they do this Bill Belichick act, and it never works out, mm-hmm. and everyone's like, Jesus, Eric Mangini, you can't, you're not good enough to act like this. McDaniels, you're not good enough for this. Patricia, Joe Judge, any of yeah. you guys, they all say that. It always, they get fired, and then they all come back and work for Bill again, and Bill's the only one that can get away with it. But now he can't get away with it anymore because the team sucks. So I think like, that's... That's the question. Is he still getting away for getting away with it? Because when he's winning Super Bowls, or they're going to the Super Bowl, or they're winning AFC Championship almost every single year. It's like, and the division's a given. Yeah, it, everybody's like, oh, next level. Belichick doesn't even have time for these media clowns. This and that. Right? Does this still play? If you're a Patriots fan, does this still play for you? Like you're still like, oh yeah, he's the absolute genius. I don't like some of the stuff he did this year, but he's still miles ahead of all of this, and he doesn't need to entertain these questions or anything answer to anybody. Like, does this attitude still Yes, because they hate us more than they are disappointed by Bill. No, it doesn't I think that's play true. anymore. I think that's right. I think they want they want Bill to keep crapping on the media. I think the average fan Who does? Fan, the average oh, the average fan fan that, I'm that. wondering about the fans. I think like, does this that. play with the fans? That's like the only thing they still like about Bill now. Is by the way, I think we should say, if you didn't see any clip of this, how would you describe Bill's attire today? Oh, my God. Spiffy. Mm, looks he looked like, like one of those guys. Long road trip. He or like a guy like, on Guantanamo Bay. Is he looked like he borrowed <laughs> a cutoff sweatshirt from his daughter. There's parts. <laughs> listen, I love the fact that he does not give a crap about how he looks, but I do think that optics are important at this point in time. Now it's hard to tell a guy who's never cared about optics to start caring about optics, but in this case, I, I feel like these guys have earned a little bit more respect. You know, like uh, you know, like you guys who do, do this every single day, they bust their ass. You know, they get, they get nothing, and they, they just do the best that they can. But maybe they would say, you know, maybe Bill say, I was just being playful, right? Well, you know, it always becomes playful when it when the, the other person, it's obvious that they're irritated with you, and they're sick of dealing with it. I just feel like at any point in time, like, there should be more answers than there are, like, you know, avoidance. There should be mm. more descriptive, you know, um, answers than there are, you know, just hollow you know, borderline, give me something I can write about. That's You don't get that. Like, where's Matthew Slater? Where's Devin McCourty? All those guys give you a descriptive answer because, I, I mean, I just feel like they're secure in their own manhood. And they don't care about what you think, and, they're, and they know that what they're saying is not going to be held against them, or no other team is going to be able to use it as some sort of bulletin board material. But uh, whatever. Maybe I'm off. You tell me. Are you happy with it? you still want it? Or do you feel like they need Sarah, to actually change like their to, ways? Is it, is it still Jeez. playing for you? The a-holery. Give us a call at 617-779-7937. We're going to get to the meat of this media appearance from Bill Belichick because he ended this press conference with a bang and took us back to where we were several weeks ago. And I think we're going to have a stupid debate all over again about who is going to be the starter of this New England Patriots team. Be under center going forward. You kids get to bed. I get the story. This is Slick Rick, okay? Now listen to this opening, right? Y'all tucked in? Yep, I am. Here we go. 
Once upon a time, not long ago, when people wore pajamas and lived life slow, where laws were stern and justice stood, and people were behaving like they ought to good, there lived a little boy who was misled by another little boy, and this is what he said. Gonna make some cash Robbing old folks and making a dash They did the job, money, money came, came with ease. ease But one couldn't stop, it's like he had, had a disease. disease He robbed another and, and another and a, and a sister and a brother See, this is this is Slick Rick. So what came first, this song or Montel Jordan, this is how we do it? This one. This one, this one yeah. came first? Wait, so you can hear the Montel Jordan, this is how we do it? Oh, I got it. It's the exact same yeah. song. It's, it's the exact it's the same, same song. There's no lawsuit. Maybe there was a... There's no lawsuit from Slick Rick. Well, they both used some other sample to Well, it's true, change, but... Yeah. Now switch it back. It's, it's the well, same I song. Ever, I don't think I've ever picked They're up on that. They're identical. Well, so then who do they who are they who do they both steal it from? Let me give Wikipedia. I mean that that to me start with, with Slick Rick. Somebody with a really cheap sample. Why can't it be that Slick Rick is the one that uh, came up with the beat and the in the. Because then I think he'd be Bob suing Bob James Montel- Nautilus. That's the original sample. Montel- really? Yep. Okay, Bob James Nautilus. It's like an old like uh, jazz song, I think, or something. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. You tell me all this is everybody stealing from everybody in oh, the yeah. music business? All stealing. What? These aren't like <laughs> this. This is happening. People are okay with this. What do they call it? Well, they're sampling all their stuff. They call it oh, they call it sampling. <laughs> right. They call it sampling. Oh my God! This is a can't believe. This is the original? This isn't the part in it, but this is the song. Hold on. Let's, I like this. Yeah. Sounds like shopping music. <laughs> kind of. Right? <laughs> right? A lot of people have sampled this. Really? Yeah. This doesn't sound anything like no. it to me. When is it going to start? Yeah, when know. does it go? I'm also this hearing this for the first time. This is how we do it. This is how we do it. No, I don't no. hear it. Now I hear it now. It's crazy. This is that... Okay. I don't hear it at all. I got to credit Slick Rick then for yeah. turning this into what Montel yeah. Jordan then just me. ripped. I mean, Montel Jordan maybe just like tweaked two of the levels and then re-released yeah. it. Yeah, Slick Rick is like, hey, you can't sue me for anything, man. Now this sounds I'm nothing like G. yours. Can't yeah. just sound like anything you're doing. But um, that's fine. So there you go. Wow, I just learned something today. People sample other people's music. Wow. Stop it. They steal it. They freaking steal it. Sure I know do. that this is... <laughs> This is not what about, really what about uh, you know, Sean Combs? The, does, all those things? Are those all? Kanye West. No, really? like, good morning, Donda. <laughs> he <laughs> came up with that on his he own. He came up with that. Yeah. I'm um, going to take a couple calls on all Mac because right. we're going to get to Mac in a second. Good uh, morning, Donda. No. Bob from Andover. Bob, you're on. Bob and Andover. Yeah. Hey. I'm just, uh, I'm like uh, very uh, upset about all the bashing of Mac Jones. Okay. Why? Look at his stats at Alabama. He had a good coach. He had a good office, uh, offensive coordinator. He had great wide receivers. He had a great offensive line. So he needs all that to be good then, and we shouldn't bash him? He needs all those no, things. He, he needs the best coaches and the best wide receivers and the best all these things, and we can't criticize him for that? No, because you know what? He got handed a handful of crap. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Fair point, Bob. Thank you for the call. I will say this. So I pulled uh, some stats from Mac. Mac right now, he's looking at a 65.8% completion rate, 2,300 yards about, seven touchdowns, eight interceptions compared to last year. Obviously, it's that's not like a, a Cam Newton season, what this, you just described. Yeah, this right? is, this is, that's, that's through 11 games. 
this is through 17 regular season games last year. Uh, 70, I mean, 67.6% completion rate, 3,800 yards. This is the one that really gets me. So, so far through 11 games, he has seven touchdowns. Last year, 22 touchdowns, mm. 13 interceptions. 22 touchdowns, three times as many touchdowns. I think that just illustrates how bad they are in the red area. Let's go to Eddie in the car. Eddie. Hey, how are you? What's up, Eddie? Hey, Eddie. Hey, I'm sorry. Someone someone rattling my cage as I was looking at the phone. I apologize. Hey, um, I'm not a big fan of Mac Jones, okay? But with that being said, is Belichick kidding me? I mean, you give this kid not a whole lot to work with, okay? And you want him to make chicken salad out of peanut butter and jelly? And now you want to hold him accountable? You know what? I've been rooting against the Patriots a couple of years because I can't stand Belichick because I, I'm just bitter that he ran Brady off. But I'm watching this kid, Mac Jones, I'm going, you know what? He can throw the ball. He can throw the ball. You know what? He's not bad. He's not bad. Maybe he can do it. So why does Belichick have to keep screwing with this guy? Why? Well, I would say this. Um, Thanks, Eddie. Screwing with him as far as the decision to, you know, bring Joe Judge and Matt Patricia was the beginning of the problems, really. That was the beginning of the problems because if you thought that was going to work, you were nuts. So it doesn't. And now it's just too late to pull him. Like, it's too late for for for, for him to get rid of Matt Patricia, get rid of Joe Judge. And I guess if you really hated both of them, he would just fire him midseason. But who's going to replace him? Matt, uh, Bill? Like, if he fires both those guys midseason. You're saying it's too late to pull Matt Patricia and yes, Joe Judge from those positions. Yes, who would be coaching them? Who's who's going to be in charge? You know, and I do think, you know, like, even if, if they call, the play's never going to be perfect. So you have to be an athlete and a quarterback yourself and sometimes make a chicken salad out of peanut butter and jelly. That's part of your job description. You're supposed to do that. And if somebody's wide open, you're supposed to hit them like if you can't do the which basic, he was not doing stuff, in that game, absolutely, yeah, I mean, that is my point. He had an awful game. Is, you can't. That wasn't game. Joe Judge's fault. That Nobody's wasn't Matt fault. That fault. was his fault. That I'm was Matt Jones that. having a bad game. Tell that to Eddie, who just called. Yeah. I agree with you in that aspect. But the big picture stuff, I think, if you, if you use like people saying, "Well, you know, he played terrible in that game. He should have been able to play really well against that defense." Well, he played good against Minnesota. Right. He had a really good game in Minnesota. Minnesota's defense isn't great. Maybe they're comparable. The Raiders and the Minnesota Vikings defense, they're comparable. He threw it all over the place. He made throws in that game. So all of a sudden, so I, that's why I think like normally on a 17-game season, everyone, even the best that ever do it, are going to have a crappy game that they're not proud of. Look at Tom everyone. Brady last week. Well, even in his prime, you're going to have a game that you're not proud of. This one came at a terrible time because they needed him to play great, and he didn't. That that Maybe that's the bigger discussion is like when, when, the, when they needed you to play your best, you couldn't. Like, you couldn't just hit the basic stuff. Like, you got too caught up in all the minutia of the coaching staff and the plays and the system that you couldn't hit a corner route. A Does ten, Mac ten have one game route. that he is proud of this year? Is there one game that Mac Jones should feel proud of this year? I don't think so. They lost the Minnesota game. They lost the Baltimore game. He had those interceptions. Those are the only two games where he made any throws. Does he have any? Does he have one game he can hang his hat on this year? Well, I don't know. You he tell me. He was fine against Arizona. I think Minnesota would be it. Arizona, yeah, but they lost. I know, but okay. Arizo- so I think it was you're proud Arizona, of Arizona. Yeah, maybe Arizona. Well, can't you be proud of the way you played, even though you lose? Like I, I know they tell you you're not supposed to feel that way, but I'm here to tell you, human nature kicks I guess. in, it's and you do <laughs> setting the bar if, pretty low. It, <laughs> I remember like being, a, I was on a lot of crappy teams, and and I got to the point where I was just happy if I played well. Mm. 
Because I know oh, we were yeah. going to lose. I was just hey, happy we I played well. Got my and sense. I wasn't the reason. As long as I wasn't the reason for the loss, I felt damn good. I could walk into the building. I didn't have coaches looking for me. I didn't. I wasn't nervous when they started the film because I know I didn't have any bad plays. I didn't jump off sides. I didn't drop any passes. I didn't miss any blocks. So the other guys, like, point the finger at those dudes. Like, not me. So why are we on Mac Jones? So after that Raiders loss, Mac Jones stats 13 for 31, 112 yards, zero touchdowns, zero interceptions. But I don't think that, that those miserable stats even show how inaccurate he was, how just un-Mac Jones-like he was in terms of the mistakes that we see him make. It was like new mistakes. So today, Bill Belichick holds a press conference ahead of practice with all the media down at Gillette. We heard a little bit about breakfast and meetings. The importance. And that exciting things they've been doing over the last two days. Go to the food pyramid. And then there's this last question at the end. And this is coming out of, I think, a couple days of speculation about where Mac Jones and Bill Belichick's relationship is right now because Mac has been on the field MFing his assistant coaches yeah. on the sideline for the past several games. What Tommy Curran say yesterday? Making an enemy He's out of Bill Belichick? An, enemy, like, an yeah. enemy out of Belichick. So this is how the press conference ended. Bill, is the, is the plan to stick with Mac here at quarterback to three weeks? <clears throat> Let's try to be Cincinnati. What was the question? I couldn't even hear it. Is the plan to have Mac the starting quarterback going forward? Bill, is the, is the plan to stick with Mac here at quarterback to three weeks? Man, somebody stepped all over that question. That would but, be Stacy. Ah, uh, okay. Stacey's get him out of like, here. Get him out of here. No, no. So is the question to have Mac stay at the starting quarterback? Uh, and he couldn't answer yes? What did he say? I feel he like said. He blew the question. Let's try to beat Cincinnati. Oh, let's try to beat Cincinnati. The plan I, is to try to beat Cincinnati. Here's what stands out to me. You guys tell me what how you feel about it. But I just go back to how many times he defended and stood up for Cam Newton. Even though Cam Newton was playing like crap, even though they were out of the playoffs, like we interviewed him every single Monday, and he would not give up his loyalty. First question, Mike Reese, followed by Ben Volan. Bill, I wanted to ask you about just the quarterback. Um, you're going to stick with Cam next week at quarterback. Yeah, great sorry. question, Mike. I'm really glad you asked that. Cam's our quarterback. Okay. See. Okay. Thank you, Ryan. Because that was 2020, later in the season. Things are not going well. I want to say at that point in time, they were officially eliminated so from the playoffs. They were eliminated. That was Thursday night football, if I have the date correct. Yeah. But they got absolutely smoked by uh, the LA Rams. It was like 41 oh, yeah, to right. 7. Yeah. Oh, my and, God. And I, Cam got, I think Cam got benched in that yeah. game. And the obvious question to lead with is, is are you going to make a change at quarterback now? And unequivocally, Cam is our quarterback. Appreciate so the question. Stupid. My question is, why won't he stand up for Mac? Why? I want, like, realistic answers. I don't want just, like, why wouldn't he defend him? Why wouldn't he say, of course he's my starting quarterback? Why would? Why does he have to do this? We're just on to Cincinnati. Like, what has Mac done to him to not deserve, like, I don't know, his his love and well, admiration? So but I would, Cam gets it? Even before going joke. there. Even before going Cam there. Cam kissed I would, his ass, that's why. I would ask you guys, is this more an F you to Mac? Because Mac is MFing the coaches on... It annoys me so much we can't say these words on radio. <laughs> is MFing the coaches on the sidelines and saying with us on radio, yeah, I can throw it. I can throw it 60 yards. <laughs> I got my own number. Don't worry about it. Yeah, so, I got the arm. That he is zagging a little bit and being... He's emoting a lot and he's frustrated, openly frustrated, and there's some perhaps some insubordination going on. Or is this just once again Bill playing his... 
screw the media, screw your question. I'm not doing this Zappy versus Max song and dance again that I helped create early in the year. So I feel like you're asking a question for my question. Yeah. Because I, I want you to answer. answer I, I want you to answer my question why, first. Why he? Why well, won't it, he defend him? I think it feeds back into that because I kind of think that he's just screwing with the media. He here. just blew the zappy conversation back open again. Exactly. I, I mean, that's exactly what he did. Exactly. If you wanted to say Max the quarterback, and I'm not going to entertain these type of things, then he would have said that. He's, he knows what to do. He knows what he's doing. He said the other day, Mac can't throw the ball 50 yards. He's no fan of Mac Jones right now. Is what it sounds like to me. It sounds like he's having no problem just uh, saying whatever about Mac. Jones yeah I don't know if he's going to be the starter I don't know if he can throw the ball 50 yards I don't know anything like you know like it, I feel like there's not a lot of confidence coming from uh, Bill Belichick towards Mac Jones at this particular moment if there was he'd say so he'd say so and he'd shut everybody down who uh, even implied otherwise I, and he's not doing that but why I think is, that's it why is he operating that way when technically they're still in playoff contention, you have the Jets now. We can see it on TV right now. We're going to start Zach Wilson in Thursday Night Football. Like you are still technically in it, and not so. You have to think that Belichick has a goal there, but also to see what you have with this quarterback. Unless Belichick has already like totally emotionally moved on from. See, I, I think Arkan hit it. I feel like that's it, Mago. I feel like there's this because I I covered the played for this team, covered them forever, and. Uh, Tom Brady defending him, you know Mac Jones. Def- uh, I'm sorry, uh, well, Cam Newton defending him. He's messed him. with Brady's head enough but, as well. Uh, you know, oh, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo defended him. Hoyer defended him. Every single quarterback that comes through here gets the utmost respect and protection. Yet this guy, who probably needs it m- the most out of all of them, like, do we really feel like Cam Newton's? Like, you were willing to. To, to worry about Cam Newton's feelings after he won an MVP, played in a Super Bowl, won all, got all this money, achieved a bunch of stuff, had commercials. Like, that's the guy you choose to defend. Cam's our quarterback. But Mac is the guy that you choose to play mind games with, who I feel like is probably sick of the mind games and just wants to be, like, I don't know. I think Mac's sick of everything. Yeah, I agree Mind games, you. the coaches, the play, everybody. I think he's. I think Mac's over this team right now. And if, why wouldn't, if Bill, wouldn't you be? Can you blame it, him? No. Yeah, but if Bill thought, Bill still must think that Mac needs to be taught a lesson. Mm. That's what I think it is. You haven't arrived yet. We, we uh, you know, you're not, we're not, I don't really back this whole yelling and screaming on the sideline and Mickey Mike coordinators who I picked look stupid. I'm going to teach you a lesson. I do think there's still a lot of that in him. Like if he th- feels like he needs to teach you a lesson that he needs to knock you down a couple pegs, then this is how he's going to do it. Like obviously do it in team meetings. You're probably going to undress you in a team meeting too so everybody knows that everybody's uh you know is uh, is going to get ripped not just uh, i'm not going to protect the, the the stars that's got to be it otherwise you would have just said any other any other team and any other um head coach would say yeah he's my quarterback Rob, you mentioned the jets robert sala real honest real direct you know especially when he had to bench zach wilson you know and then even when they asked him the week after and the week after if he was going to come back and play again he said we'll see like not yet he says not yet no, he's not ready yet. Joe Flacco's going to be the backup. Then White got hurt, and then he said, you know what, I'm going to elevate Zach Wilson. You think Bill's trying to cut the head off the snake right now in terms of what's happening in the locker room? Perhaps Devin McCourty, Matthew Slater, these dependable leader guys turning and saying, hey, Max got to use his voice. Like, we're not going to be here forever. You got to pass the torch, and somebody's got to take the reins on this. And then Bill sees how that goes, and it's his, his assistant coaches now who some friends of Bill are even calling out. In the national in the national media, saying like they got to go, 
and suddenly all the heat is going away from Mac and going to Bill and the people that Bill appointed. Do you think every player should be coached differently when yes. it comes to their emotional Absolutely. like yeah, same a smart with me. coach does that especially a young quarterback me too a smart coach is tough puts a chip on the shoulder of the people who need it is soft and kid gloves with the egos that need yep. that mm-hmm. it's all about the so end game why that you the, get out of it and i feel like at any point in time i think there was in the past you could do the broad stroke with uh, because you had a really strong locker room you had veteran players you had a really strong core of leadership I said it yesterday. You you couldn't walk through those locker rooms without tripping over a leader. Like even the guys that weren't the captains, like just they're all leaders. They were all just accountable. Did and really, you just say I'm such a patriot? Yes, I did, Teddy. Yes, I did. So in my point, it's like I just don't I don't like the angle with this. That's me personally. You I don't like it. I would do you it think differently. He's mismanaging Mac yes, here. I do. I think I would say I think if I'm Mac, I want a vote of confidence. You know, I know you don't like to do it. But in this, you know, I, like just like you would change game plans in the middle of a game, you know, you would sit there and like, okay, this isn't working. Let's do this. I think you should do it with your players. Yeah, I think he needs it. I feel like he needs like a different type of motivation and encouragement is is what I think. If I'm Mac, it's, I'm thinking it's 50 50. I'm benched this week, right? The way he answered that question, right? If I was, if I'm starting and I know that I'm starting, Bill's going to say so when he's asked a question like that, and he didn't. If I'm Mac, I'm really wondering, am I going to start this week or not? Let's try to be Cincinnati. Yeah, I don't get why. Just does he feel like he's gonna be like like every all the since all the players are treated equally? What if he asked if like uh, Ramondre Stevenson was gonna play? You think is Ramondre Stevenson is he gonna play? It wouldn't even be a question because it's never been a question unless it was right. injury related. But yeah, if Harris is back or something, he'd probably spin it into that. Well, Damian Harris, maybe and you could have back, said the same yeah. thing for the quarterback position until the Chicago game. We see you guys lined up. By the way, these are questions that I think we're gonna have to ask Dan Orlovsky of ESPN. We have him at three o'clock and just. Uh, about 20 minutes, but we'll get to your calls about Bill and Mac and the situation that he created with the press conference this morning. WEEI, WEEI, New England Sports Original. Hold on, what is this? What the hell is this? La da di da. No, it's not. Yeah. Snoop. No, this is um. Oh my God! Wait, don't tell me it is. But it's the song sample. that they sampled. Yeah. It's oh yeah, sample. no, you know that's what, oh. So this is Snoop, right? Which song is it? La da da da. Next episode. Smoke. Ooh. I don't know if you can say that. Is this the original song? Yeah, this is the original. This is what Dr. Dre sampled. For this. Sounds like the this background really of happens? like. Sounds like the background of Spartacus or something. You didn't know that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think I did. <laughs> what really? They didn't write this? What? Somebody <laughs> else did this and they just stole it? That is that Learning is, uh, all about audio production. I didn't, but I didn't know. It's a funny thing is like finding the original is kind of fun. It's like a little treasure hunt. Yeah. Like this is the original that they use and all the other stuff. They forgot about all the other stuff. Just the beginning. We'll is get back to like, Christmas music later. God, we all really want Christmas music now. Christmas music. I want to see like how many of these you can come all up with samples. and we can guess them. Let's get him. Let's get some Tupac later. Oh, right. yeah. Let's go to the He phones. would never sample anything. He's let's, authentic. Let's go to John in Rhode Island. John, you're on. Bad news for you. Hey, how you doing, guys? Happy holidays. Hey. Listen, hey, hear me out here. So I'm in the mental health substance use field, and this is not hyperbole. I'm, I'm dead serious here. I think Mac has a, 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 an issue with his emotional status and, and anxiety. 
Do you remember, and I don't remember if it was the beginning of this year or last year, but during an interview, Mac was asked about what he was doing on the sidelines. The breathing exercises, his- I remember that, yeah. Yes. I remember yes. that, yeah. Yes, and he, and he said he had to meditate. So if you look at this past game and the rest of the season, but certainly the Raiders game, he was out of control from the, the beginning of the game. And, and I think the yelling, yeah, it's frustration, but I think he's got a, a, a serious anxiety issue. And, yeah, I, I think Bill's had it with him. I'm not a fan, and, but I think that's something to look at. Maybe we can get the training staff to do a little Xanax on the sideline. I'll listen to your thoughts. <laughs> Thanks, John. Little, little puff, well, puff. you know, I heard what happened, what helps with your anxiety is uh, for your future to suddenly become very uncertain. Yeah. Right? That, that helps a lot. Yeah, I love walking into work not knowing whether there's going to be a box in front of my locker with all my stuff in it. And, <laughs> or not even in front of my locker. They would leave it outside the front door. And then suddenly, like, they, they used to have this thing, like this little, uh, you know, uh, finger pad that you would use. And you knew uh, every now and then it wouldn't work. Like you're, oh. you're, it wouldn't work, and you'd be like, "Uh oh, is this the day? God, <laughs> is this the day?" And then somebody else would come, and their finger would work, and they'd let you in, and be like, "Yo, are they going to come ask me to leave the, <laughs> the premises?" No. Do you think Max a tough kid? You think he's a tough yes, football player? I think he's super tough. What do you think? Yeah, he's taking some. I also hits know that yeah. his like upbringing, his background is so focused on like the mental toughness side of things, and he always that's why he's always talking in these terms of like the goals and his what does he call him his buckets like yeah buckets he's got all these buckets all over the place like so you know I'm sure this is the biggest test that he's faced. I also wonder how much of it is a back channel, and this is totally not. This is just complete speculation. A back channel between Belichick and Saban. Of Saban being like, the kid can handle anything. It's fine. He's a hothead sometimes, but he'll handle anything. So Belichick's just like, I'm going to screw with the reporters, whatever. Here you go. Well, the Saban angle is, it's, I'm not going to say actually, the Saban angle uh, is interesting. I caught myself. The Saban angle is interesting because Nick Saban was the one that said, I would watch Mac, and I didn't need to see how the play react, uh, how the play played out because I could just look at his body language and know if it was a bad play or not. And he filmed it and he showed Mac and I think that's something that he's taken with him. Um I don't know about you guys, but I don't I don't think last uh, week against the Raiders he looked nearly as as demonstrative as he did against uh the Cardinals. I, I feel like he's starting to curb it a little bit. He calmed even down though in I don't think half. he necessarily should have to curb it. Let's grab another one here. This is David in the car wants to talk about the difference between the way Bill talked about Cam Newton versus how he's treating Mac Jones. David, you're on. Yeah. Okay. David? David. All right. Get, David. Get he's he's uh, David's not ready. All right, David, try back. Uh, Evan in Hampton, New Hampshire. Evan, you're on. Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. You've talked about it a little bit here, but I don't think Mac is stoic. He's an emotional guy. He wears it on his sleeve, and when things aren't going his way, you see it on the sidelines. And my opinion is that Belichick's an old-school football guy, and he's testing his mental strength. You know, how do you, how do you respond when things aren't going your way? Um, and I think he's testing them a little bit. Right, wrong, fair, indifferent, whatever you want to call it, um, despite the fact that he didn't set him up for the best success this year, I really think that's what Belichick is doing. No, I think there's that's the Bill Parcells handbook right there. Let's we're gonna like mentally challenge you to see if you'll give up or see if you'll yeah. you know like you know dig in a little bit more and fight through it. Um, there's three games left in the season though. I mean we're at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. If they, you have a very slim window to make the playoffs, this can't be about trying to challenge a guy or push a guy. Like you have to do what you have to do to win games, 
which makes me wonder if maybe Bill's starting to wonder if Mac's not the best option to win these last three games. Like, that's, that's what I that's what I wonder. If it's nut yeah. crunching time and he's like, you know what? I want to see how tough this kid is. That would be diabolical though, and I think that Bill Belichick still wants to get into the playoffs. So I'm not sure that he would sacrifice moving ahead of being ahead of the Jets and getting into the playoffs, getting that seventh seed just to mess with Mac Jones's head and see how tough he is for And next maybe year. ruin that relationship permanently. Like if he benches Mac again, is that is this ever going to work? Is that partnership ever going to work again like next year? Is Mac going to go into the season thinking am I just going to get benched as soon as I have a bad game or a couple bad games? Like, you know what I mean? Like I feel like if he benches him again now, that's going to cause irreparable harm to the Belichick, Mac Jones, whatever the future of that is. Yeah, and just for the record, there was another quarterback here for like 20 years that was uh that was also very emotional that always talked about wearing his emotions on his sleeve. It's the same damn thing. So I don't see like how people just are, have such a problem with it. You know, maybe because he's younger and he hasn't accomplished nearly as much as Brady has. Bingo. But still, under the circumstances, I always use that under the circumstances. <laughs> the awful, awful circumstances. Yeah, I feel like it's warranted. And it's warranted. And maybe he is, maybe he does need to just calm the hell down and just suck it up and deal with it. Just box and just and, and take his own advice, which is like when the play comes in, just run the play. That's called. You know, because that's what he keeps preaching. You know, the play comes in, I run the plays. There's lots of plays, Mego. Yeah, but and I the run the plays suck. that are called. Yeah, but I still listen. I'm not going to worry about the if, whether the play sucks or not. I'm just going to run the play called and let fate finish it, right? That's that. That's his advice to go. us. Four-yard completion to Jacoby Myers. No, I don't, no I don't call the plays. All right. The best Let's thing for punt. him would be two-minute situations where they can't interject their opinion. Where he determines when he takes the timeout, uh, well, what play they, he calls. They can't do that because they can't line up. So here's Nate in Brooklyn. Real quick, Nate. Hey, uh, so, yeah, like the last guy was saying, the Patriots haven't set Mac up to succeed. Um, average pocket time, the Patriot Mac is second worst in the league. 2.3 seconds from snap to pressure or pass, which is second worst in the league. The difference between guys he's tied with, Joe Burrow, Tua, and Jimmy Garoppolo, they have guys to pass to that can get open quickly, while the other starters that he's tied with that haven't been very good, like Matt Ryan and Matthew Stafford, Mitch Trubisky, we've seen how those teams have struggled this year with injuries and and lack of players, either on the offensive line or, or receivers. Thanks, Nate. Pocket time? What about pocket time? Pocket time isn't out? I thought he had plenty of pocket time against Vegas. There I thought, he, I thought so he had plenty of time in the pocket. He just missed his throws. Uh, Chris Mason is a guy that I follow a lot. Uh, has a lot of good stuff good that he writer. brings out there. Great writer. And he showed a couple uh, a couple clips from like uh, like the you know, different options during the two-minute drill, right? And it was – and I was sitting there looking at it going, well, there's three guys that are rushing, and they got five guys, sometimes six guys blocking – Yet, they don't man up right. And Max mm. still had to step up to <laughs> well, avoid but, getting sacked. And this is why I think part of it is like, so pressure, pressure them, came off fast off the off Trent Brown's side, and Mac Jones kept dropping back. I was like, shouldn't he kind of see that he should probably step up? He's got more faith in Trent Brown than a lot well, of people. Well, I mean, do. but again, there's I do think there's some accountability. Trent Brown obviously struggling, whatever it is. And sure as hell, like, I mean, he got beat right off the jump, but you should probably step up. To me, it's like... Everybody's everybody's screwing up. Nobody's playing well, and everybody sucks. All right, we got a lot of Mac questions. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Yeah, Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas. We have a lot of questions. We're going to try to get answers out of ESPN's Dan Orlowski. He joins us in just a couple minutes.
the exclusive home for Patriots Monday and Friday. Your job, job, job. Well, Dynasty continues. W E E I. W E E I.